Hello everyone, welcome to the Char Shot Games cast. Each and every week, friends gather around and talk about things going on in our lives and the games we've been playing. Today I have with me Justin. Hi. And Ben. Go see Endgame! Yeah. Like, go, yeah, do that. <laughs> I don't want to say hi because you called me out on saying hi when we did the Endgame He was game trying podcast. to impersonate you, Justin. I had to call him out. Oh. Yeah, I just said hi. Because anything <laughs> I would have said... Would have been a spoiler, and I was not about to fuck up somebody's day within the first five minutes of a podcast. You had to get that out, like, because you just said something without it being a spoiler, so... Yeah, but, like, I, it was different, because, like, I wanted to be clever. I'm like, oh, what if I say this? No, don't do that. Just say hi. Just be normal. Mm. Just be... Don't be yourself, is what I did. But that's not the lesson to take away from Endgame. No, it's not, but it's who I am. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we made a podcast uh, about it. You can go listen to it. Uh, I need Ben's audio to go edit that. Oh, way to call we me sp- out in the public, boss. We spent an hour and a half talking about it, so it's nice. a good show. Uh, so I'm yeah, a little just, bummed I missed it, but I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been any fun. <laughs> yeah, even it was a lo- it was a lot of oh, what about this and oh, yeah. what about this? Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of that. I get it. <laughs> it was great though. Because yeah. my problem is, like, I read up on all the art. I'll get to the, whatever you were going to say in a second. But um, I, I read, like, all the articles and, like, watched a lot of videos of people reviewing it and stuff like that. And so I saw all the hype and all that. And I was like, yeah, I love the movie. Like, it was super exciting. I've just had no hype. So it would just been like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to one review and they were, like, the nitpickest. Like, one guy was, like, the nitpickest. I'm like, and, like, he's like, I'm like. Okay, being an old fucking man right now, just just enjoy what you got. Yeah, like <laughs> that's like kind some... of my problem though. Like whenever I watch something, like I'll talk about, yeah, I loved it. Like this was great, but and so it's like you know, of course, like you can only praise something so many ways, but you can critique the things like a lot in in a lot more detail. I feel right. like so it ends up coming across more negative, even though it's like, no, I loved everything. There was just this one little thing, and then you spend five minutes talking about that one little thing that makes it seem bigger. And then the yeah. comments section just talks about that one little thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, why are you so negative? Like, no, you just focused on the one thing that I was negative about. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so Justin, what have you been up to? Uh, I've kind of just been, like, vegging this past week. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been, like, trying to play anything too, like, intense or whatever. Um which means I kind of got super obsessed with that Forager game that I was talking about last week. Because uh, it's still very much a grind. But I'm, like, level 28 or something like that. And, like, the grind is really good. Um, it's not, like, the loot grind, like, you know, Thomas already always deals with. But... It's the clicker ooh. grind. It's Well, it's not even a clicker, because you actually are moving around a lot and, like, interacting with stuff. Okay. It's not not a clicker. You know what I mean? But it's more like the Harvest some, Moon types. There's where it's like, like some you're automation actually, involved, right? Uh, yeah, you're waiting on things yeah. to like be forged and stuff like that so you can yeah. get more materials. But like, <laughs> it's more of the Harvest Moon where you're actually like uh, foraging for minerals and like, you know, cutting down trees and stuff like that. And you're, like, you can plant stuff, but I haven't because I haven't needed to. Um, but yeah, I've just been trying to like fill in the museum and stuff. But I got to give it some credit. Like, it was it was very much just like okay I, you know I, I've got a little bit more like I want to see what like this you know this skill will get me 
So, like, I gotta keep going until I get to the next level so I can try that skill and then see what it unlocks and so on. Like, I was stuck on that for a long time. And, like, there was a few little quest things, like, trying to get enough money to uh, to pay off this fairy. Um, so she would, like, give me, like, her quest reward or whatever. Um, but I unlocked a new island that had, like, a, a kind of a desert theme to it. And um, the desert, for one, had cactus cacti. Which, like, there had been a long time where, like, there were certain things I couldn't do without, like, the, the cactus fruit or whatever. Um, as, like, a, you know, an ingredient to make something. So I was like, okay, where do I freaking get a cactus? Like, I haven't run into anywhere that, like, I can cut something down or whatever. So I finally got the cactus on that, like, little desert place. But it also had, like, kind of a, um, like, a temple on it. And until this point, like, there had been nowhere to go into, like, I, I found, like, a treehouse at one place, and I thought that I would have to complete the quest for some guy, and then, like, you know, the treehouse would open, and I'd be able to go inside it and, like, have a house or something like that that I could decorate. Um, I did a quest for him. He just had another quest. I did that quest for him. He has another quest. He's like, this is the last one, I promise. So I don't know if maybe after that one I get out of the treehouse, but whatever. Um, so I went into this temple thinking it was like, oh, whatever, this is just going to be another place I can go into to, to forage things. And I go in, and, like, there's actual, like, puzzles and, like, enemies and stuff in there. Um, and there have been a few enemies, like, slimes. But, like, this actually feels like a little, like, kind of a mini Zelda dungeon. Um, and, like, there's also stuff to forage in there, like, more cacti and things like that. Uh, but I didn't go super far into it, because I was like, this is actually really cool. I want to save this. Um, and, like, I went back out, you know, got some other stuff set up, and I was going to go back in. But it's really weird, because, like... Uh, the the further you spread out your islands, like, because you buy plots of land, um, the further you spread out, the more expensive things are. And so I don't know if it's all randomly generated and, like, it doesn't decide what the plot's going to be until you buy it. But I feel like I shouldn't have had to spend, like, four to five thousand coins or whatever it was to unlock this temple that's actually really cool. But it's the first time I've seen something like that. You know, like, that's a pretty late game thing. Um, and I think I've still got a lot of game left. This seems like it can go on for a long time. But that's the kind of hook that you'd want to, like, throw the character into to to mix up some of the, I mean, honestly, monotony of that clicker game idea. So there's still some weird stuff going on in this game where it's like you have to be dedicated to the grind to really get the cool stuff in it. But it does have some really neat variety when you're willing to put that time in. Um, and that was like a major surprise, like eight hours into the game or something like that. It's like the first time I ran into something like that. Um, but also you get kind of like the, you know, mobile game type achievements where it's like you just do certain things and it pops up a, you know, a reward or whatever. Um, and I got one for playing for three hours straight. Uh, and it <laughs> it felt like the game was judging me. It gave you a reward, reward for something that's... Yeah, it was, I think, the, the reward of something called Obsessed or something like that. Oh. Um, but also, I wasn't feeling great, and it was, you know, it was something to have on while I was, like, catching up on TV shows and stuff. So whatever. Don't judge me, game. Um, but it's still really fun. Like, if you just need something dumb to, to play around with, like, especially when it comes out on Switch, I feel like that's going to do super well. Because, like, mm -hmm. that's a good thing just, like, pick up on a bus ride. You know, grind out a few levels and then go on your way. Um, aside from that, I've been doing some more Pokemon Heart Gold. Um, I forgot how, like, unforgiving some of those earlier games are, like, especially the DS era. 
uh, because they haven't introduced the experience share that like gives all of your party experience in battle. Um, and so you really do have to like kind of grind in those games. Because uh, it got to the point where I was at a gym that had, like, I didn't have anything that was good against the gym. I think it was the fighting gym. Um, and I was actually about to go get my uh, my psychic Pokemon, but I wanted to complete that first because it was, like, on the other side. I had to backtrack a bunch to go get one. Um, and the the Pokemon went up to, like, level 32 or something like that. And my highest was 28. And it wasn't effective against what they were... So there's like it's tough. Like it's it's not like the ones now where you can literally just use your your main Pokemon and the rest just kind of casually get experience as you go. Like you have to actually think about training them all. Um So I've been kind of struggling with that a little bit. It doesn't help that I'm playing on a ROM and sometimes the graphics glitch out. And so like whenever that happens, you have to just kind of save the game, reset, and then go back in, because if you do a save state. It's just going to save state that graphical look. Uh, so there's a lot of times where, like, I'll go into a room, the graphics will glitch out. I'll go into the next room, it'll go black. I'll have to reset, go back in, go into another room, graphics glitch. Um, it rarely does it, like, that often, but there was a few times when it did that, and it kind of killed the game for me. Uh, but there's also not a lot of new Pokemon in Gen 2. Like, not until, like, post-game. Yeah, and that's annoying. Because um, there's some things I want to get, and, like, it's really hard to get to them. Like, for example, I thought that you could get Natu. Like, when you're going through the uh, the Unown Cave area. Nope. And it's in that area, but you have to have strength in order to, like, get to, like, the one patch of grass in that area where you can get a Natu. And so, like, it's one of the few new psychic Pokemon in the game. And you get it at the end, when you could probably find something better at that point. Um, and it, that, that's true of a lot of things. Like, they throw in, like, the Pidgeys and Raditas and, like, Slowpoke, which is the psychic Pokemon I ended up getting. Um, even though I like Chinchou and he's, you know, water, electric, whatever, I'll stick with my Ampharos. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of, like, the same things that are available. Which is weird. And there's also very few Pokemon in that game that can learn fly, I learned. Because uh, I had a, a few different flying types, and none of them could learn fly, so I had to keep switching out to my Hoot Hoot. Which is why I wanted to get a Natu, so I could have a Psychic Pokemon that can learn fly, but no, I can't. Whatever. Grr. <laughs> so there's a lot of goofy things in that game. Like, I love Gen 2. It's still one of my favorites. Um, but I like looking back, I, I think I have a little bit of uh, nostalgia goggles for that for that game, maybe. Um, but, like, once you get to Kanto, like, the whole thing opens up. Like, you have access to whatever you want, basically. So you just have to basically grind through the actual Johto stuff. <laughs> and then you can get whatever Pokemon you want. And then in these, you can actually get all the Gen 3 and 4, or a lot of the Gen 3 and 4 stuff, like, in some of that post-game, I think. Because there's, like, some other islands that open up or something like that. I don't remember. Um, I've looked, and, like, it says some of them are in the game. But... Uh, aside from that, I haven't really played much. Um, my wife and I started a rewatch of the Harry Potter movies. Um, so I've kind of been in Harry Potter land recently. Uh, we started that, um, last Saturday after, uh, after my friend took us to, um, to see another friend and he, all the way there for brunch, he was talking about, uh, his trip to Orlando, 
um, where he went to the the Hogwarts experience there. Oh, yeah. um, and you made me really mad because like I went when it like basically first opened and they were still building the Diagon Alley stuff. Yeah. Um, so like you couldn't take the train or anything like that. There was uh, you no could butter just beer? Do... No, there was butter beer. Okay. But it's like it started with like the Hogsmeade area. And there was like that yeah. one Hogwarts ride and then like some like kind of a more kiddie like dragon ride type thing. <laughs> um, and like they had closed off part of it because they were building Diagon Alley on the other side of the wall. And I could hear them doing it. Like, we just missed the opening or whatever. So he was talking about how much bigger it is and how awesome it is. And, like, you got a wand and a cloak and all that. I was like, ah, I want to go back. <laughs> um, but we're talking about making a trip to, uh, like, the Europe area. Like, we're not really sure yet. In November. Um, just kind of, like, as an anniversary slash, like, 30th birthday thing for my wife and I. And... Um, she looked up and saw that their, like, holiday experience, like, when they deck everything out for Christmas, uh, starts November 16th. And we're planning on being there from November 8th through November 18th. So we're thinking about maybe ending our trip in London and going to, like, the opening weekend of, of the Hogwarts holiday, which would be amazing. That'd be, so, that'd be sick, Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm kind of deep into to Harry Potter lore again because <laughs> between that and the movies, like yeah, I I don't know. It's been on my mind a lot, and I keep waiting for that friggin' late Hogwarts game to be revealed. Like, surely that was real. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like the trailer. I think we talked about it on the show. Like like Hogwarts. Oh no, wait. You meant the, like that RPG thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was like a pretty substantial trailer that definitely did not look fake. Um, that I assumed was coming, like, at, you know, the Game Awards. I think they, they leaked it for the Game Awards. And then yeah. it didn't. And then, like, I thought maybe Gamescom, and then it didn't. And then, you know, now we're getting close to E3. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I just want something. Like, I was talking to another Discord about, like, uh, you know, the idea of a new, like, Harry Potter show that would be really cool with, like, each year or each season being like a year of this at the school with like new characters and stuff like there's so much to be mined from that and we're not even getting another fantastic beast movie which are budget harry potter at best <laughs> until 2020 or no it's not starting to film until 2020 i think <coughs> whatever i don't know mm -hmm. anyway that's kind of random but i want my harry potter stuff mm. i miss those games like, we were watching the movie, and, like, they were going up the uh, the moving staircases and stuff. And I was like, oh, man, I remember in, like, the third game, I think. Like, when you first have, like, free roam of Hogwarts. Um, and, like, there's sometimes, like, with our loading screens, quote-unquote, is just you having to wait for the stairs to connect, and then you can continue on. It's pretty great. <laughs> All right. But I think that's um, pretty much it. Ben. Uh, more Mortal Kombat. Uh, because I hate myself. Um, on that grind, um, God, I hate the Crypt so fucking much on the Switch. Um, just because of the other versions, it just looks like ass. It's just, it's like, <laughs> come on, guys, like it, a little bit more. T whatever, maybe I don't know, but I it's heard, all right. I heard they patched the Crypt and made it look not or a little better. I, don't, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> they fixed some. They fixed. They fit, uh, There was a recent patch. Uh, but it fucked up some sound issues. I've been having sound issues with the game. Great grief. Um, so, like, and I noticed it first with uh, Shao Kahn. 
where when he does his hammer attack, he ha- it has a great like twang twang. Uh, for some reason, the second hammer just doesn't make a sound, and it's like, well, now I'm not playing Shao Kahn anymore because hmm. I that's annoying. And then when I was fighting in on Chronica stage, the uh, the one with the hourglass, um, that's not a spoiler. It's a stage. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, like the music just went away, and it was super annoying. I'm like. Guys, come, come on. Okay, whatever. What? So I just, I like there. I've done, I've done a couple arcade endings. I think I, I did uh, Scorpions, Jades, Katanas, Liu Kangs. I've done Kung Lao's yet. I've done a, cu- a couple. I did every single tutorial though, every single one. And I got Shao Kahn as a voice act, as not a voice actor, uh, as an announcer, which isn't as cool as you think it is. Um, and this is not. I don't know if it's worth that reward, but it's nice. Um. <laughs> I haven't done every character trial because I'm I, I'm I'm at Jax's character. I was doing Jax's character trial, and um, I was doing the move. I was doing what the demo was showing me, and it wasn't giving it to me. It's like okay, fuck this. Uh, did the Towers of Time? Like I don't know why I keep doing them to myself. I'll, I'll I'll go play Towers of Time, and unfortunately, at the time of this recording, the patch that fixed the quote unquote fixes the Tower of Time, i.e., lowers the difficulty. And um, boost your rewards is live for both PlayStation Four and uh, Xbox, but still no release date for Switch or PC. Uh, probably or PC. Um, so I hear you can just cheese that by setting your like AI difficulty. Yeah, it's weird. I don't want to. Yeah. What the? How? Yeah, I, I can't just let the yeah, gameplay it grind itself basically. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I would just grind out the towers for the rewards, and then I don't, if no, I want to play... No, I, f- I would feel cheated doing that shit. I've oh, been no. putting off playing it until they get the patches in, because... Yeah, I don't blame you. What's I, the point in grinding going... for rewards that aren't worth it right now? Yeah. You know what's, my favorite, what you know what's doing... my favorite clicker game? Mortal Kombat. That's, that's why I've just been playing arcade <laughs> mode. Yeah. Uh, I've created a couple of variations uh, for the characters. Um... I got I, oh I beat Sub Zero's I beat Sub Zero's in Aaron Black's arcade mode ending as well. Uh, I named one of Sub Zero's variations "Ice to Meet You." Oh nice. no! <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's got to be an ice pun. Um, I named one of Shao Kahn's variations "Hammer," but it's like um, like a print like uh, like shield. So it's like dots. It, like it's a, it's a Marvel Comics reference from like ten years ago. Why don't so you like, just, just go with Hammer Time? Right. Because everybody does that. <laughs> Do they? Yes, it's like the first. Th- I, by the way, I've not played online yet. I refuse to play this game online. Not because the online's bad, but I don't want to get juggled for the rest of my fucking life. So I'm just <laughs> gonna fight the computer. Um, so that I created a, I created an Aaron Black variation. I want to like Aaron Black. I no one likes Aaron Black. No, that's Baraka. Um, but like, I really want to like Aaron Black. I mean, they're no. both jobbers. That's what they both are. So You're it's whatever. I know I am. Um, <laughs> then you should appreciate like, others. No, fuck that. We hate each other. We all hate each other. Whatever. Brock Where's my knife? Place. Anyways. Um, I so forgot like, Aaron Black was in the game, actually. Yeah, he's kind of... Like... He's like a weird zoner character. Like, like he he can do a stance where, like, he can... um basically do like a gun you can reload, but it takes a while to reload. And he's just not as fun as what I saw in MKX. He's a, he's a completely different character, which makes sense because it's more based on his... Younger version, I guess. Yeah. He's just, but I did name a variation called Gun Grab because I thought because I gave one of his moves a command grab. Uh, that's part of the most fun to me is uh, is getting gear stuff and getting masks and getting different weapons. Yeah, it's super cool. 
and customizing him. Like, I got this Raiden, like, white and red one. Raiden's fun. I like playing Raiden. Mm-hmm. I beat his arcade mode in too. Um, and he's really cool. Uh, I gave, like, um, Scorpion, like, this Lakers orange, red, yellow, and purple costume. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. I just, like, I hope this patch, like, like, gives, it gives me a better chance of getting, you know, cool costumes and cool, let me unlock that shit faster, damn it. Like, you know, I'm gonna play the game, you're gonna get my time, right? Um, and I know the patch is coming, but it's like, fuck, man, I, they, it, it, the stupid stuff, like the variation icons, the, the banner, like the icons, and the um, and like the custom art, I should not be rewarded that in Towers of Time. Oh yeah, like I should only be in Towers of Time. I should only be getting um, uh, cosmetic stuff, or fatalities, or brutalities. I should not be getting fucking augments. And augments is stupid because in order to use augments, you have to level up a specific weapon to even equip it. So if you change, it's oh, it's so stupid. But the gameplay is so much fucking fun. Unless you play Towers of Time, in which case the AI is cheap, and then you're fighting you're fighting against uh there was one I fought uh, again it was doing a Scarlet Tower. Oh, I beat Scarlet's arcade mode inning too. She's really cool. I like Scarlet a lot. Um I like a lot of characters in this game. Uh and like I get like she has to, there was a t- uh, there was a Towers of Time thing going on for like about an hour. I was like, okay, let's see what we could do. And what and the whole gimmick of the thing is uh, at some point, the whole screen will be covered in red. And if you're not blocking, you're going to take damage. And so the computer is just playing like it's Evo, Top 8, MK11, Grand, or whatever. And you're, I'm just getting mollywhopped, combined with the fact of how much the Sage Empire does. It's just like, this isn't fun. Fuck this. I haven't thrown my controller because once I stopped the controller, and I can't afford another one. So it made me, it made me like gently, aggressively gently put it down. Um, I, I have a question. Yeah. What is what is a mollywobbed? A mollywob? Is that what I said? You said I was getting mollywobbed. I was it, I was getting mugged. Whatever. It's just a word. Moving on. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what? No, you don't make one word two I words. I, not, it's not you can't just words. make up a word and then move on without defining it. <laughs> to, to quote Thor from Infinity War, all words are made up. Anyways, um, so. Yeah, MKX continues to be like my drug addiction because like I like playing it. Not a word. I guarantee it's not a word. Um, but Molly Wapped is a word. Molly, Molly I said whatever. Uh, the other thing I I played because oh, I talked about this last time how you can't play MKX arcade mode offline because you don't get the rewards and I want those coins. Um, I decided, well, let me boot up Golf Story, right? Because I bought that. A while ago, and I haven't touched it yet. I heard a lot of things about it, and it's it's very relaxing. Like it's it's very very fun. The so, music is music is great. So Urban Dictionary uh, says getting mollywopped is not a regular beatdown, but a beating where the victim is so physically or mentally incapable of fighting back they go down like a little bitch. Yeah, yeah, pr- yeah, pretty much. That's how it's <laughs> time for you. Um, so I didn't invent a word. Whatever. Anyways, so back to golf story. Uh, it's very fun. Basically, the story is you are this child prodigy who was very good at golf. You grew up. You come back and you um, you're trying to re- rekindle that golf love, that love for golf, and uh, and shenanigans ensue. It's very quirky, but it's not super quirky. Is it anime? Uh, no, it's not anime at all. No, okay. it's just it's well, it gets very like 
you can tell it was influenced by Earthbound, but it doesn't go to that Earthbound level of extreme. But in terms of like the humor, it's kind of like Earthbound, but a lot, but not as insane as that. Uh, but the gameplay is surprisingly really like just calming. Um, there's something satisfying about you know lining up your shot and you know judging your distance, checking the wind, and then um, you know hitting you know getting on the green or getting on the fairway. Uh, thankfully, I watched ESPN a lot as a as a teenager, so I knew like a lot of these golf terminologies before I played this game. Uh, but I think I actually got a hole in one like a couple of times, and that was super sick. It's like, oh shit, I got a hole in one. Um, and I knew the rules, like the rule of golf, that you want to get as you want to hit get to the hole as few swings as possible, because uh, that'll otherwise uh, increase your score. You don't want to be plus in golf; you want to be minus. Um, but so far, I've been through two areas. I just got into three. The first one's kind of like a generic starting, you know, golf course. And the next one, it has like tar pits and dinosaurs and turtles that you can bounce the golf ball off their shells onto another onto the area. It's really fun. Um, the side quests in there are not too invasive. A lot of them are just challenges, are like hit the golf ball here, or you know, or like hit the golf ball off this pack of terrain, and you got to figure out. You know which golf club is a, is is, a, is the most useful for what situation. Um, uh, if you're playing golf story, be sure to use precision shot, which is the Y button. Uh, that helps you a lot. Once I started doing that, it made everything feel better. Um, in uh, but it's so relaxing. Like I, I think I booted up on my way to work and I just played an entire uh, nine hole. Uh, like it was part of the story, and it was it just. I was like, this is nice. This is. This is nice. So I'm going to be playing more of that. But that's all I've really played is hating myself with MK11 and loving myself with Golf Story. That's nice. <laughs> um, this week, I've barely played anything. Uh, it's mostly, you know, Avengers and catching up on TV shows and stuff. You've been playing uh, Avengers? Yeah. I've been watching Avengers. Hmm. Um... So I guess the most thing, the most, uh, the game that I've been mostly been playing has been just Samus Returns and, uh, nice. hunting down those, uh, Metroids. Uh, I finally got that, that, uh, Perry attack, uh, pa- or whatever, what's it called? What? Perry? Do when you parry what? them. Oh, you got it. You figured out how to do it. Yeah, I figured out, I like, say, how to do it. You start the game with that. I just mean, like, I figured out how to, like, do it consistently. Yeah. See, it's not that bad. Yeah. And you feel like a badass when you pull it off. Yeah. Especially yeah. with some of the trickier timed enemies. It's so cool when you do it on the uh, on the Metroids themselves, because sometimes she mm-hmm. jumps on top of them. And then you just, like, feed that Metroid with missiles. Yeah, there's some great <laughs> animations. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, it, that's basically it. Like, I haven't been doing a whole lot. Unfortunately, watch Game of Thrones or watch what I could. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Am I opening just up don't. old wounds for you? No, I'm just tired. Of, like the internet moves too quickly now. Yeah, I'm kind of over it. Like as soon as something becomes funny, or by the time something becomes funny, it's already become unfunny. You know what I mean? Like, it's, if every part of a joke is mined within, like, five minutes of it becoming a joke. I'm usually, like, so late to all this stuff, so, like, when I'm there at the Zeitgeist, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Mm. 
Because I'm usually, like, super late. I'm like, hey, guys, how about this thing? And it's, like, a week's past. I'm like, oh. Uh, oh. So, You're like, Internet Explorer. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, let's just move on into the news because I don't have anything interesting to really say. Um, so let's start off with uh, Bloodstain Ritual of the Night, getting its release date. It's coming out on June 18th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then unfortunately it comes out on the Switch on June 25th. It also that's... seems like it's not going to be great on the Switch. From what I've heard. Say that? What did like, you hear? There's been... I, I mean, it was from like the uh, the betas that they're putting out. So I don't know. Maybe you know this new art style and everything. Maybe they fixed it. But considering they're targeting 30 frames a second on the Switch, it makes me think it's probably not going to be all the way fixed, at least. Um, but there's been some major, uh, some major input lag issues. Oh no, that's not good. Um, so like it just it moves a little sluggish. And there's like, I forget, there's like an analysis of like, you know, high speed cameras slowing down the footage and seeing how long between the the button being pressed and the action happening. Um, but it was noticeable. Wow. Um, so I don't know if that was an old build or not, but I was reading about it like when this trailer came out um, and, you know, the, the switch delay and all that. Uh, there could also be patches that fix it. Who knows? But that 30 frames a second just worries me a little bit. 30 frames a second in 720p makes me think that they're struggling to get it to run. Wow. And that, you know, there might still be some lag there. That's rough. So you might want to hold off on the Switch copy if that's what you're aiming for. Nah, I'm not. <laughs> uh, instead of getting this, you could get uh, Mario Maker 2, which comes out on the same... Yeah, but why play a game that's going to cripple me because of all the creativity when I can play a game where I can just not deal with that anxiety you just play you other can't play levels. justin's levels i mean i'll get it eventually but like I, that's the only reason why i stopped playing mario maker i got crippling anxiety from that fucking game wow this just wasn't i was just like i can never be that good and i'm never gonna beat these levels because everybody's too smart for me so bye i don't know i just i really liked it because it's just like that 100 mario challenge like i didn't even have to, i didn't even worry about that i just went through the levels and skipped the ones that yeah, I couldn't it's, it was do. totally a me thing yeah so. it's real though like that's the reason why i stay away from the stage builder stuff in smash like i'm not even gonna i thought about like oh what if i create ken stage and i'm like no i'll, I'll just it'll be shitty fuck that someone will do it better I, I believe you can make a good one uh no. I, I made a couple levels and they weren't that great, but like people that commented, it's like, oh, it was a good first level and stuff like that. Like, so that's fun. Um, speaking of like uh, level creators and stuff, did you guys see any footage from Dreams? Because I just saw a video like last night about that. There's, the I mean, there's a lot out about it for a while. Like, I was seeing some of the uh, the open beta they did. I was yeah. seeing some of the stuff that came out of that, like basically recreating games inside of Dreams. It's but I haven't seen any new stuff now. I think it's actually just launched in early access, actually, and they have like a but like it's ridiculous what you can do. It's basically it's basically a, a game engine, like as a video game. It's ridiculous. Uh, I want to check. Like it's a game I would never buy for myself or like use, but I would love to see other people's creations. Yeah, 
I, I only care about dreams of nights in two years before it. No. You count me out. I mean, that's, that's what I said me. <laughs> um, Alright, move on to Borderlands 3. Oh, the, the, the meltdown. So there was a live gameplay reveal stream. Uh, happened yesterday, so I didn't get to see it because I was on a date. I, yeah! I kind of forgot to watch it. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, you know why I didn't watch it? We've been over that. Alright, you want to just move on then? Because none of us watch this or know anything. I mean, I, mean I, like, I read up on some of the stuff that came out of it. Um, I mean, but- I feel like we, we all should talk about it just because, like... It's a big release that a lot of people are looking forward to. I'm not going to be the Debbie Downer on this one. I'm just saying my everybody knows my reasons. Yeah, for sure. Uh, unfortunately, the article you put in here is not what I read, so it doesn't detail the same stuff, but it does have some things, and I remember vaguely what it, what, womp, womp. What it was. Um, so, yeah, it showed off the new Siren um, in actual gameplay. I don't remember her name, like Amara or something like that. Um... I don't think this says, but there's some, yeah, Amara, I was right, nailed it. Um, there's some changes to the, like, the progression systems, like, the way you move around. Um, so you can mantle over, uh, ledges and, or not ledges, uh, like, small, you know, things. Uh, what are they called? Like, chest high walls? Sure, yeah. Mantle over things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you can also, um, as I'm sure we'd all be happy for, specifically low, um, you can slide, like, in Titanfall and whatnot. Nice. Um, so, So maneuverability is going to be good in this one, because the last yeah. ones have been pretty stiff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not always just about, like, awkwardly float jumping around everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be a lot faster <laughs> and, and more slick. Yeah. Uh, they are. They kind of talked about this before, but they showed off some of the alt fire modes for certain guns. Um, so, like for example, they showed a pistol that has a tracking round, um, like a a mode you can turn into where all of the bullets uh, track, like whatever you've targeted. Cool. Um, I think I also read one that was like a machine gun that can switch over to like a rocket mode. Uh, so just ridiculous, like totally unrelated things. Um, there's also a new skill system. Uh, each each class has three active skills, uh, or sorry, three skill slots, I should say, instead of just the one like active skill. So you've got like your your main thing. Um, let me just read like the what the siren does. Uh, you can do a phase slam area of effect attack as a siren. Uh, there's a phase grasp that lifts enemies and holds them in place. And a phase cast that sends an astral projection of yourself forward, dealing damage along the way. So before it was basically just the one main skill. And then like each character had a slightly different like melee. Um, and the, like a, like a passive boost in some cases. Um, this still has those, but you have three active skills you can actually activate for different things, um, giving your each class a lot more variety. Uh, and you can get augments for each one, which further customizes each of those different abilities. Those were not shown, though. Uh, they also talked more about the um, the way loot works. 
So you can uh, loot scales with the players, and uh, players and co-op also scale. Um, so, like, if you're, you know, a level 1 playing with a bunch of, like, level 10s, uh, the it makes it seem like it'll balance everything out for... Uh, for the host, I guess? It's not really clear. It says, like, uh, it scales higher-level characters downward so they're not overpowered when they join a lower-level character's game. But it doesn't say what happens if a lower-level character joins a higher-level character's game. So I'm not really sure about that. But um, it also scales the loot with the characters. So, like, if you're level 1 and your friend's level 10, you're going to get level 1 grade loot. Well, they're going to get level 10 grade loot. Um, but you can also change back to a classic mode that everyone fights over the same loot and, you know, just like Borderlands 1 and 2. It sounds like a terrible time. Because I mean, was, the classic mode. The classic yeah, because yeah. you take everything. Right. <laughs> Glad yeah, horrible for you, great for me. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and also, they showed off that this game is a lot more... Uh, exploration based so you're actually not on pandora or its moon um the main hub of the game is a giant spaceship called sanctuary three uh where all of like your shops and things like that are located um so most of the npcs and things like that are there and you fast travel your ship to the different uh planets and things like that that you go to in the game so you're actually exploring like the Borderlands universe instead of just running around on one planet. Um, they An show Odyssey, off a very, if you will, what? An Odyssey, if you will. Yeah, yeah, a <laughs> uh, Borderlands Mario Odyssey. Yeah, <laughs> and they showed off. A, I don't think it's part of this article, but um, they showed off a very like kind of futuristic, like tech, uh, technological planet. That sounded pretty cool. Again, I did not watch the trailer. I'm just going off of what I read. But it seemed like, you know, very uh, unlike anything we've seen before, because there have always been kind of like desolate wastelands and things like that. Um, it sounds like maybe other parts of the universe weren't so affected by the the wasteland that we're used to. Um, so maybe that was just Pandora. But that also seems kind of weird, because Borderlands as a concept has been kind of like goofy Fallout. So to see, like, well-put-together planets and stuff is going to be jarring. But um, There's also a statement that uh, Randy Pitchford, which, you know, you take his word for nothing, um, said that the game would not have microtransactions. But then a producer said that there will be microtransactions that are only for cosmetic items. Um... So basically what they say is, when we say no microtransactions, what we're really trying to say is that we're not trying to nickel and dime people. We'll probably make content after launch that we will sell. We also don't intend to take what Borderlands was and then chop it up into chunks and sell it. So, Randy Pitchford in a lot of ways seems like Gearbox's Donald Trump. Where like he just I don't says know why things. They let him still speak, right? Considering his reputation, right? He just says things that everyone else would be like, "Oh no, no, he didn't mean that." What he meant was, <laughs> it's like, no, he literally said, like, he said that exact thing. But now well, you're just changing what he said. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think about it like that, but it's totally right. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. but yeah, so there's a lot of changes. Like it's very much like Borderlands one and two seemed very much in the same vein of each other. Um, tonally, they were, they were very different, but gameplay wise, they're very similar. Borderlands three seems like it just like started over and took the themes of what Borderland is and modernized it with all kinds of new mechanics and things like that. So yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. Um, but it was a two hour long live stream and there was no way I was actually going to watch it. Yeah. Uh, but neat. Uh, they also said, oh yeah, real quick. They said that there's a lot of changes to the inventory system uh, to make it easier to navigate and to uh, better like classify what things are. So for one, uh, weapons and things like that have a uh, like a score. So instead of just like having the different powers and things like that on them, they actually have an overall score that like sums up kind of all of the different stats and stuff uh, to like one number. So you can just see straight up like. Okay, this is noticeably better than this thing. It might still be like, oh, I don't want to sacrifice, you know, the the element I have um, for all these better stats. But like, you can see something is like a seven hundred versus a six hundred or something like that. Um, so if you don't want to take the time to see all the different stats, um, and it also makes it a lot easier to categorize different things and all that. I'd probably have to actually like go into the live stream to see more about. But the point is, they try to streamline a lot of that stuff that's been messy in the past. Uh, so yeah. That's mostly that. <laughs> Randy Pitchford, shut the fuck up. Also that. Alright, uh, moving on, we have Epic Games acquiring Rocket League Studio, Psionics. Dun, dun, dun! That seems weird. And everyone's freaking out because they think Cyanus is just going to go to Epic and not be on Steam anymore. They are. They haven't said anything yet. Uh, this is still their, their update is that uh, their comment is oh. that we can't comment on speculation. Can only say that Rocket League remains available for purchasers on Steam okay. for the time being. Long term plans will be announced in the future. See, Plus, let's be, be real. Let's be real. It's not like if you don't own Rocket League on Steam, you won't be able to play it. If, if hypothetically, it does go exclusive to the Epic Store, you'll still probably be able to play it on Steam, and it's not like they can take that away from you. And it'll probably right. be crossplay too, because Psionics and Epic have been all about crossplay. Exactly. So, But, I mean, it might just not be on Steam available to sell to new people. Like, if Maybe. you already own it, you know, obviously you'll get to keep yeah. it. But. but I feel like the hype for Rocket League has kind of died down and people who have it's it... It's not as fervorish as it was. Yeah, for it's sure. Still, yeah. But it's still around, though. So. Yeah. Yeah. And to be clear, I just, I just want to state that I'm the idiot that uh, believed The Verge and their, uh, their editorializing when they just, I guess, assumed that it would no longer be available on the Steam store. and put Yeah, that in the yeah I saw a lot dispatch. of freak out about that, yeah. That's bad reporting, motherfucker. It is, but it's The Verge, so, you know. <laughs> they don't trust The Verge. They're on the, on the verge of fucking you over. I remember when time. they first launched, they were really cool. They're on the verge of journalism, but they're not mm, quite. No, that's giving them too much credit. They, they do some really good, like, tech journalism and stuff. They're just really good at editorializing. Mm-hmm. They just have so many like other people than the people that you know that started that. Like the people that started it are, I think only one of them is still there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, because a lot of them have retired. Like they were the old guard that probably needed to go. 
Um, and the new people are just in it for the clicks, just like Kotaku these days. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move into the big Mortal Kombat news. So we'll talk about the patch stuff first. So, uh, as Ben already said before, there's a new patch for both um, PS4 and Xbox. Um, PC and Switch haven't been released yet. They're supposed to be coming with a new one. Um, well, there was an update to the Switch. It just wasn't this bit, the big one that went. It wasn't the the uh, we're we fucked up. We're sorry right. patch. It was right. the here have the character tutorials and some stability updates. <laughs> The yeah, first patch. a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> the day one patch that was on PS4 and Xbox is what Pretty they got. much. Yeah, so they're going to do uh, some adjustments to the Towers of Time. Uh, AI difficulty curve. Uh, further opponent help. There's a lot here. There's, I'll, mm. post yeah, the, there's, I'll post the link yeah. in the, uh, the show notes. The, the, the big thing is AI difficulty is lowered. Uh, certain modifiers won't be as bullshit. They're still going to be there. But like in certain uh, in certain modifiers, like then one of them was like missiles coming at you or blood missiles, they're unblockable, and you are gonna get mollywopped um, <laughs> if you even try to block. So now they're blockable. Um, rewards are increased. I think like fatality, like you get three currencies: you get coins, green skulls, and hearts. Um, hearts, you would get one per fatality. Now I think you get three, which is infinitely better. You multiply that by how many towers you have. That's a lot more hearts. Uh, plus, because this is the, uh, like I said, I'm sorry, we're sorry we fucked up patch. Um, you get, I think, 500,000 coins. Mm-hmm. Um, a thousand souls. Like, a thousand souls. A thousand time crystals and 500 hearts. crystals. Yeah, which is, the thousand time crystals will get you two skins. Um, in the premium shop, which is not bad. Um... And uh, the red hearts can probably get you maybe a couple of uh, gets you two, the Shao Kahn chests in the crypt. Gets you two chests. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that they... So, like, that's gonna... Once... I can't wait till this comes to the Switch. <coughs> so that way I can actually play Towers of Time and enjoy my time playing Mortal Kombat in handheld mode while I'm at home. Do you know if they're gonna change the, the currency for the chests for Switch? Uh, I think maybe some of the crypt stuff will be lowered. Oh, by the way, once you get out of that first area in the crypt in the Switch version, the green skulls disappear quickly. Like it, it turns oh, into nothing but like coins. Well, because I heard like the coins. other game, the other versions don't have green coin chests. Oh, green, green, yeah. It's so, only in that first area. Once you get like to the courtyard weird. and Goro's lair. Sorry, if this is a spoiler. It's the, it's Shanksons Island. There, you know, it's gonna be there. Yeah. Um. So like, then they pretty much disappear. Like the there's some zombified things That's that so require weird. green skulls, but you need something to unlock that stuff. Yeah, I still need to there's, unlock that. Yeah, yeah. So do I. So, but like, once you get out of that first initial area, they're pretty much gone, hmm. and it's just like six thousand coins, eleven thousand coins, a red chest, uh, a shotgun chest every now and then. So, take that as what you will. They're not. It's weird that so many of them are right up front. Right. That's really weird. They just yeah. really but, want you to burn through all the green coins that you like start with, basically. Yeah, the green the green skulls. Yeah, um, it's really weird, but they're gone. Uh, I'm in Goro's Lair, by the way. Cool. Yeah, that's where I am, too. I'm still in the forest. I think I'll do more of the crypt stuff just because I want to see what it looks like. It's, oh my god, on uh, at least on PS... Because I, I watched Maximilian Dude, and he's been uh, uh, like going into crypt. And my god, part of me wishes I had a PS4 just for Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> because the, the crypt is so cool. It looks yeah. very like, cool. Yeah. It, like, when you see like the... the, like the, 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 uh, the 
the pit stage in the background, and you're in Goro's lair, and then I go the play the Switch version. The guys are fighting in the background, you know? You can see yeah. them. And I go, I go play the Switch version, and I'm like... Oh. Everything's like, foggy. <laughs> I can't like I I deal with it because it's like well I this is the platform I chose it for it's yeah. the only platform I really had a choice but it's like come on guys we could have we could have done a little bit more <laughs> like this a little bit like telling me you telling me Nintendo can make Breath of the Wild make look that fucking look amazing and how big and expensive it is but you guys can't can't t- maybe it's, I don't know it's fucking weird but it, it's so cool <laughs> as an idea. All right. And, and it's a good crypt. Like, it's probably the best crypt they've had. Yeah, the best part, the worst part of it is how the rewards work, but those are fixed now, so it, should be in the, it shouldn't be a problem. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, and let's move on to the other black eye, two black eyes of Mortal Kombat 11. Oof. Uh, I thought you said black guy. No, black eye. Yeah. Jax? <laughs> yes, Jax. Jax gave this game two black eyes. Um, all right. So there was a, a few tweets and articles that came out from former devs, and this is mostly uh, temp workers, or people that just signed on for contracts for a, a little while. And so it started with, I think, uh, Fort, the, a Fortnite article from Polygon, where they did an investigation on that and how they treated their workers. And then one guy came out and said, oh, I... I relate with all this except for the bonuses because the Fortnite workers were getting huge bonuses because that game did so well. <laughs> and I, I ended up reading a couple tweets that have since been deleted. Apparently someone had like died while working on Mortal Kombat X and that's can't be confirmed or denied. Yeah, I, I think guess. that came out a few weeks ago, but like no one was sure if it was true. And Yeah, that's one of the things you're like, okay, hold on, let's. Let's 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 check that because we I think we would have heard about that. Yeah, that's something you really can't cover up. <clears throat> um, yeah, like someone died at their desk. That was the rumor. Um, but now there's this big expose on uh, U.S. Gamer, I believe, uh, about the the conditions that were there for Mortal Kombat Nine, Ten, and Injustice Two. Uh, those interviewed spoke about how the studio would string temps along with promise of full-time gigs so it could finish projects. Explained some contractors would break down because they could not keep up with the workload. Uh, with one source claiming they worked 220-hour month at one point, which is Ooh. insane. That's that's dumb. Uh, the number of temporary workers at the studio is high and, co- and competition is fierce. Uh, commented one other source while... Another claim the lowest tier of contractor workers were put in the same windowless room. Uh, it's also alleged that Netherrealm would regularly uh, poach ideas for key features like fatalities from temp staffers because the studio wouldn't have to pay them anything extra. Meanwhile, full-time employees would also apparently abuse their position by dictating every aspect of the temp workers' day, handing out offensive nicknames. I know full-time employees that would take extra long lunches and told contractors they would take their lunch or when they could take their break. So basically, they, they were micromanaging them, like temp workers, where you can't really dictate their hours, like contractors. Because um, that's what it, uh, an independent contractor is. You can't dictate their hours. Um, temps recall, uh, yeah, I've already said that. So like, this is like really awful... Uh, work conditions there. There was also a huge tweet thread, which I, I debated about bringing it up last week because 
at the end of the tweet thread, the developer said, I don't want any of my tweets to be in uh, an article or even discussed. And I was like, that's not how, like, the internet works. No. I don't know what to tell you about that. But uh, there's more info over there as well. Um, yeah, you guys have anything to add? Um, I mean, not really. Okay. Uh, one thing it's, I think is interesting that I want to point out from this article that you linked here, uh, it said, uh, on Mortal Kombat 9, Crunch officially began after New Year's Day 2011. Of course, we did a bit of pre-crunch before that, which shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> Just to make sure we were in a good spot for Crunch. Yeah. This was, this was on schedule documents. This was not a wink-wink, nudge-nudge, passionate, hard-working thing. This was mandate. Like they planned for crunch. That was that was part of the the game development cycle. I yeah. just think that's really interesting. It's not crunch then. It's just work. Work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's it's just scary. how they expect people to work. Yeah, and I think we're going to see a lot more of these articles this year. With uh, more and more devs feel like they can speak out and talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, there needs uh, like. I, there needs to be like a U.S. labor law thing, because this is ridiculous. Yeah, especially paid minimum like, wage. Yeah, like it, it's like uh, there's so many like the cost of video games and everything, all that. I, I don't care. None of that shit is important as people's health and working conditions. That always any business your employees take priority. Then again, I work for a company where that's not even the fucking case. So. Welcome yeah. to America. Yeah, pretty much. Are you still hiring in Canada? Mm, Can I move up actually, there? Actually, there's so, there's a position open at my work. All right, I'll come, come <laughs> live in Toronto. Or outside well, of Toronto. And that's kind of the interesting thing, too, here. Is because they're making minimum wage, they rely on the crunch to get by with the job. So it's like if they weren't, making, if they weren't working 100-hour weeks, they wouldn't make enough money to get by. And yeah. so, like, the developers are preying on that by saying, oh, well, we're, we're paying you a living wage to make this game. It's like, no, you could pay me a proper wage at, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week, because game development is usually more than 40 hours, not even, like, including crunch. Yeah. Um, and it would even out. But instead, you're screwing me over to get more hours out of me for less money. Yeah. And that's uh... not okay. Yeah, so Another Realms is actually in Chicago, which I think this is what you were talking about. Is that uh, like, sh- apparently Chicago is expensive to live in? I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, it is. And so, there's a huge housing. How, uh, yeah, there's a huge housing issue going on right yeah. now. Yeah, my, like my friend that lives in Chicago. Sorry, real quick. Um, was doing a temp job for a while, and he was making like I think he said forty some thousand a year. Yeah. Um, which is more than I make. And he was like, he couldn't, he had to have his roommate, like, pay more than his share of the bills just to even be able to stay out there with yeah, that job. Like, he yeah. had, he said, like, I can't live, like, on my own, you know, like, live comfortably uh, unless I make, like, 60 to 70,000. Yep. And to, for me, like, that would be, <laughs> like, I could do whatever I wanted with that money. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's yeah. insane. Uh, yeah, like, we have the same housing issues here where you're, if you're, ma- you're making 50000 you might be alright. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same year, too. 
Um, you know, I think I think it's I think it's happening a lot of places where the big um, where the big cities are. Like Austin's like a yeah. big hub. Uh, now. Yeah, fuck y'all. <laughs> Everyone's moving well, to Austin and ruining it. To be fair, I'm also married, so like you know we have dual income, so it's oh, a yeah, little easier. Sure. Yeah. Like not as much of the bills come out of me, yeah. but I could still afford to live on my own with what mm-hmm. I make. Like, <laughs> let's all move to the it's, Midwest. It's y'all. not expensive here. No, let's let's fucking just move to go to Antarctica and get murdered by the thing. End it, end it, end it. Just end it all. Fuck it, fuck it. Our rent at our old apartment was six hundred dollars a month. You know, Fuck it, you. it used to be able to say. <laughs> it, 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 we, I used to be able to say, "Let's go to Europe. It's nice there." Like, no, that thing, that whole place is on fire. Oh. Rent here, if you're lucky, for a studio apartment is like twelve hundred dollars. Uh, ah! Yeah, ours was a three bedroom, two bathroom. Is that bill? Is that like utilities included? Or no, what, you have to pay utilities. Like- Oh fuck Jeez. that! Yeah. If I pay that much, you fucking better that's, include that, that that's shit. That's in Toronto. Like you'll be lucky to get like a thousand where I live now. Oh my! god. I mean, yeah, some fuck. of the places like downtown, like the college kids, they'll pay nine hundred dollars for a room. Mm-hmm. That's because daddy pays for that shit, right? And it's you know student housing or whatever. It's the experience, but it's still like, it's an apartment. They're sharing with other people that all like share a, a common space outside of the room they pay for. Yeah. Like, it's stupid. But they're fully yeah. furnished, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why people still live with their parents, man, because it's fucking... Shit's rough, dude. Yeah. If you pay rent, it's even cheap. Like, it's still cheaper. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, this uh, these articles came out, and it actually made me think about, um, like, how it must be in Japan. Because, like, we're experiencing it now here, where we are, in North America, in Europe and stuff. So I thought about Japan because they had a lot of that salaryman business type culture where people just worked forever and people died from that. Like they reported on like 141 deaths in 2016 uh, for work people that just worked themselves to death. Mm-hmm. And one of the articles that I came across from GameIndustry.biz uh, was talking about Swery's White Owls uh, studio. And this is actually fairly recent. They had... Uh, a panel at, uh, what was it called now? Uh, Reboot Develop Blue Conference. I've never heard of this thing before. <laughs> but uh, apparently he's uh, looking outside of J- J- Japan's uh, business practices, obviously, to try and make a better um, uh, place to work. Uh, I like this here. He says, White Owl's work schedule is very flexible, Shihiro said. Our employees come when, in when they want and leave when they want. They're allowed to take their uh, take on other jobs if they want or if they have the time for it. They're allowed to work from home if it's possible for the project uh, at the time. I encourage them to have, uh, if they have work to do, to get out of the office to go and work at a bar or something to go relax. And he also said, if you're staying in the office past 6 p.m., which is their their uh, office hours ends there, but the building stays open till 10 he says, like, I encourage you to, like, take a drink if you need one and just, like, relax. Like, don't work yourself to death. Uh, and everyone gets kicked out of the building at 10 because it belongs to an old woman and she needs to sleep. <laughs> Cute. So, like, at least uh, there's some developers out there that are, like, taking this to, like, uh, like heads of development. They're taking uh, precautions with this and, like, trying to help it, things. It, and it, sh- it, it should be, like, a line-wide practice in the U.S. I can't speak to how working just in Canada, but... Lord knows I, I'm where I work. I find myself working to that because I like I'm, it's not explicitly told, but it's like it's told, you got to move, you got to move, you got to move. I'm like, 
Fuck you, I'm fucking overweight and fat and you don't pay me enough. Shit. Yeah, I have a pretty good job. Like, I have... I have to work every day because of customer service emails, but I'm soon getting out of that stuff and moving into a different position within where I work. But my hours are basically whatever I'll kind of make them up to be. Which is nice. That's the dream. Yeah. Um, I would work 410s if I could, but I can't. <laughs> but aside from that, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, so um there's some there's like a glimmer of hope out there, guys. It's not all doom and gloom. And there's some Man, studios it, that are it, great. It, like I, I said this in our Discord. It's very telling that the same studios that seem to be getting caught for all their like terrible business practices, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like microtransactions and <laughs> uh like sleazy release stuff and yeah. bonuses yeah. and all that, are the same ones that like the studios seem to have terrible work conditions. Yeah. And like, you know, they're trying to maximize profits through all these microtransactions while also screwing over their, their underpaid developers. They're doing both. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can pretty much figure out who the rest are going to be and they're all going to get their comeuppances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of comeuppances, we have the Saints Row movie in development with the fate of the Furious director. How's that a comeuppance? I don't know. I'm just trying to move it's on. It's more of a dumb downance. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is going to be the first of our two movie-related uh, uh, stories here. Uh, but this yeah, one they're... might actually be good. <laughs> Uh, as reported by Deadline, development is still in early stages, but Greg Russo is attached to write the screenplay. Russo is currently scripting the Mortal Kombat movie reboot with Warner Brothers, as Which well as never the happening. Evil movie reboot. So, there's some names attached. But, like, this this guy, like, the director, F. Gary Gary, which is this... Oh, F. Gary Gray. Okay, I was going to say, that's a stupid <laughs> name. Um, aside from Fate of the Furious, which was not great... Uh, he's also working on Men in Black International, which looks fantastic. And, like, those two movies combined are basically, like, the plot of what I would picture a Saints Row movie being. I love like, Fear of the Furious. Over the, really? It's not the yeah. best one. But, it's right. really good. Then again, I also <laughs> watched it on a plane, so it's, like, you know, epic car stuff, like, on a little plane screen. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, you need yeah. a TV for that. Whatever. It wasn't good. Um... <laughs> But Charlize Theron controlling cars was pretty cool. Like, like drone cars. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, like, you've got that, like, all the crazy, like, over-the-top action scenes and, like, you know, car stuff and just, like, no concern for, for logic. And then you've got, like, like, a secret organization and aliens and, like, it's... Both of those things combined are Saints Row together. And, like, weird weapons. And so, like... I have hope for that, at least. Also, he did Straight out of Compton, but I can't figure out how to combine oh, that in. That's really good. I well, guess the yeah. gangster stuff. Uh, yeah, it's gangster stuff, yeah. 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 So, yeah, those three things, like, <laughs> they nailed it. <laughs> Straight out of Compton is it's actually really good. Uh, I haven't watched it, but I've heard I, that. Yeah. I watched that in theaters, and I own the Blu-ray, so. I like Ice Cube's son. He's He's been great in other things since he does a great job at playing his dad he plays his dad right yeah he yeah yeah the young version of his dad yeah which is yes. weird because they look 
identical. Like <laughs> he looks like young Ice Cube. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get into the meme town with the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog official trailer. I guess. The only good thing about this trailer, well, two good things about this trailer. One, the rings around the Paramount logo is pretty genius. And two, the end shot of Jim Carrey as Eggman. And and also he's in uh, like Mushroom Zone or whatever. You see the mushrooms in the background. Is that a place? Well, in Sonic 3 Knuckles, there was like a Mushroom Zone. Okay. Doesn't look the same as there, but that's the first thing I thought. Like, I knew that was supposed to be like, you know, him in Sonic's world, but I didn't know Mushroom Zone specifically was a thing. It's like it's like something mushroom. It's it's in Sonic Three Knuckles, I think. It's kind of funny that that pops up after the trailer ends. Like even trailers are having stingers now. That's stupid. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how this got made. It's also um to the uh, to the to the ad writer who wrote every hero has a genesis. That's pretty good. Really? No. No. Every hero has a mega in drive. North America. That only works. That only works here. If you do like what, like then I want that to be applied to every other region. If you go to, you watch the tra- the trailer in Europe. It's like every hero has a mega drive. <laughs> just do that. That would be great. Like it's just, I don't know. Like the worst part of this trailer is Sonic. Is Sonic? <laughs> well, I mean everything. Everything about it. Also, like the generic. Jim Carrey is you know, great. No. Jim Carrey's great, but like the, the generic like. Army things. Yeah. Like, like Sonic looks alright when he's moving. When he's not standing still and he's a blur. Yeah, and when he, when he shoots out after the car, like, as a blur, that looks great, actually. Yeah, when he does the spin ball for the first time, uh, like, that looked really cool. I'm not gonna lie. That looked sick. But then... That shot of him, or it, where he's in the tr- in the car next to James Marston, and he just looks so awkward. Yeah. It's like he doesn't look like a anthropomorphic hedgehog. He looks like a like a small person who skins Sonic and put his skin on. He doesn't yeah, even look that's like what he's he looks there. like. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, and the human teeth is like, who who authorized that? That's unsettling. <laughs> it's not like, good. Like. And there's one. My favorite one has been like because apparently the rings they had to, they had to have a reason to get like for the rings to have function, right? Um, so they now the rings are like Doctor Strange teleportation magic. So like the meme I saw was like, well, ha, we got to figure out how to work his rings in the movie. And like a producer person, guys, I saw this new movie called Doctor Strange. I got an idea. Well, they just got the idea from all the hidden rings that you can go into to take you to different yeah that's like i've seen a lot of people saying like that's actually the one thing that makes sense in the movie you're right you're right you're right yeah i thought the same thing ben but i was convinced that you know i guess but like but then that final shot of him with the missiles and the way he just stands it's like ugh. he doesn't like they could have done it where he's more like there's edits out there normally i hate fan edits but like this Sonic the Hedgehog model is so bad that when when he's just standing still at that final shot with the missiles all around, he just looks awkward. <laughs> he he just does not look and like and it's and, and some people like change the eyes that makes it a little bit better. Some people have changed the report. Like if you're gonna make him an alien or whatever, you know you could have been like more cartoony with it. But this just looks like a. Like they just mocap the dude and just put fur textures on. They didn't it. even yeah, mocap it, basically. dude. They just had a, a 
ball on a stick and then just animated around that. You're pretty much right. Yeah. Um, the eyes are too small. Yeah. Like they're legit too small. They're creepy eyes. The eyes and the mouth, really, that's it. Like that's the body is weird, but like I could get used to it. When he's when he's when he's like bending over getting ready to run, that's fine. When he's like standing there, he just he doesn't look like he's he doesn't look alright. I will say I'm pretty sure they've already edited the model, like since I know that's a story we're gonna get into, but I think they've already edited the model since like the first shot we got. Because his man legs don't look as creepy. Like when he's standing there. They look, they still look I mean creepy. like it's it's basically human legs. But, like, it's not as bad as I expected it to look. And his shoes look weird. Like, why do they look real? Like, it's just... Yeah, I don't know. But the the mouth is creepy. Um, His torso is too high. Like, I, I get it. He's, you know, he's a he's runner. Like, he's got to have, you know, some, some big boy legs. But, like, the proportions are all off. Yeah. Uh, like this is why they should have just literally have gotten like, hey, we got the Sonic Boom cartoon, or maybe or like the game, and you could have just done that. Yeah, like well, maybe <laughs> with like more realistic looking fur. He looks like Doctor like, Seuss, and Doctor Seuss was a guy in a suit. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that this, this is a CG and, and, and character, Sonic shouldn't look like that. That final shot of him sliding just it just looks awkward. Yeah, it's just it's just like no. Jim Carrey's great though, but and I will well, say like. I, I mean, James Morrison's fine, like whatever. But that that so final little tag with the with Sonic in the bag, and he's like, uh, "Oh no, this is, this is a child. It, it's just not mine." Like, yeah, that, that was that was, was, really that was, that was the funny. one good thing about this. Trailer. He had some great delivery with that section. I, yeah, yeah, that was that was that was that was pretty funny. Um, even though that's a, that's a, that that's clearly a shot where they're there's the the budget they're short they, they didn't have enough to they didn't want to animate Sonic so they like just put it in the bag we don't have to see yeah it. this movie was um, made for ninety million dollars like we gotta cut them some slack they they put it in the real world so they can save money geez. this is gonna set up something that could be bigger like if it does well they'll be like okay we can greenlight something with more money it can take place in Sonic's universe we can have you know <laughs> tails knuckles whatever go nuts have one hundred and fifty million instead. But, like, this is a budget movie still, when you think about it. Yes. I'm not yeah, defending it. It looks it. awful. I'm just saying we yeah. had to kind of temper our expectations when it was made for $90 million. Well, like, my favorite thing is I expected nothing and I was still let down. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, like, but, but Jim Jim Carrey, like, I mean, he's basically doing his 90s stick. He's doing Ace Ventura. You know? like, but I miss it. Yeah. You know, I miss classic 90s Jim Carrey. Yeah, he hasn't done it in a while. If I wanted to watch 90s Jim Carrey, I'd just go watch Ace Ventura again. Or, or I don't Batman like Forever. Ace Ventura. The first one? The first one? I just don't like that character. It's the which, exact which same the character that he... he's playing in Robotnik right now. No, no this one... I don't know, because Ace Ventura was literally... like To me, he was an asshole. Ace Ventura's like, a just, moron. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's playing. This guy is moron. smarter than like, everyone else in the room, and so, and he acts like it. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Same with... Same, Ace Ventura it, it was the smartest, like, out of all the cops and stuff. He figured shit out before them. He, this, it reminds, this reminds me of his Riddler performance. Yeah. Honestly. I agree. It's, it's like that quirky sort of... He's clearly a genius, but he has quirks about him. Ah. Um, I'm so, saying Ace Ventura came across <laughs> as a moron. Like, the way he acted just was, yeah. was stupid. And plus, like, Robotnik's a fucking more like, ro- like, at least well, in Sonic Boom, 
Like he's a ham. Yeah. Like literally, sure. I think I think they actually reference a ham, like an actual ham in the cartoon. I think. Um, I grew up as Jim Carrey as my hero when I was a young boy. I wanted to be a comedian, well, and now I'm just like, where? Where's the time gone? He. I mean, he got to get that bread. I know. You know, it's like he probably like he. Pro- I mean, like I know he likes to do painting and stuff like that, and that's cool. Yeah. But like, he maybe he just would like you know you like you know I would like to do something stupid again. Let's do this. One, he's a weird yeah. dude. Like he's always done weird movies, and he's tried to yeah. diversify that. But you know, the mass, Andy, the what was that one? Man of the Moon. The, Man of the Moon. Yeah. yeah. I actually like um, a lot of his like more obscure stuff, like just because it's you know weirder. He's actually playing a different type of character. But wasn't he in like the Eternal Sunshine? Of yeah, the Spotless yeah, Mother? that was great. Yeah. That was him. yeah. But, uh, but like, like Ben said, you know, you got to make the money sometimes. And also he has kids, I think. Um, so like, you know, par- parents always end up doing like the, the kids movies when they get older. Yeah. But he can always just show them Batman forever. Like that's a kid's movie. <laughs> I mean, minus the part where you see, um, that woman, there's like cleavage, but like, whatever the kids have seen. Kids these days have seen much worse than cleavage at this point when they're like eight. So I don't know. I don't. I don't buy that defense. I just feel like he just wanted to do something like like where he can get that old energy back. The best thing that, about this show is that I learned about a TV show called Kidding that he does now. Yeah. So I want to check that out and I hear good things about it. So yeah, that's that's one of the weird things. I haven't watched it, but it's definitely seems weird. Yeah. But I saw like the behind the scenes production thing of like a um a one shot uh scene they did in it. And, like, it was showing kind of, like, the camera moving around. Like, it was actually all in one shot. Like, a lot of times they tried to hide it and things like that. This was just one continuous tracking shot where, like, as the camera was moving, kind of like how games work, they were moving the set and everything around behind it. So, like, the stuff was happening, but, wow. like, by the time the camera got back around, it was it was rebuilt, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, was, it looked really cool. I'm like, man, I want to watch it just for that technical, <laughs> like, just to see how that looks. On my, my favorite part though is because they released the still of Jim Carrey as Eggman before the trailer came out, yeah. and somebody photoshopped him behind like he's a Twitch streamer and like, "Thank you, Santa Hedgehog, for 500 bits." <laughs> oh my so god, I love that. Yeah, because he looks like it, it just looks like that. But I mean, because I think this, I think some people are saying like this is supposed to be like an kind of like an origin for Doctor Robotnik. It looks like it, and like yeah, and like he go like chasing this blue hedgehog. Mm-hmm. This weird fucking looking thing. And I'm sure he chases Sonic into the portal at the end and is like, oh, yep. now I've got you. And that's where he but finds like, his skull cap and he puts it on and he's bald for some reason. And there, 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 there we're going to see drugged out tails and Ungandan knuckles. <laughs> well, I have a feeling the reason he looks so different at the end is because he's like, like, he's gotten so crazy over it all that he's actually like transformed himself. He lost his hair. Yeah. Because like there's a, there's a little bit. The thing is like, watch. That's probably gonna be like the end of the movie. That's like, the, oh yeah, it's like the last. It scene for sure is, I, or at least it's like the final action scene takes place here, like in wherever this is, Mushroom Hills. But like the little stuff after November, like where it gets all flickery, like you can kind of see like a little quick, a few quick shots of like him in like a like a chamber, um, and then he pushes a button, and then it cuts to him, like in you know in here holding. The oh, I guess it's a strand of hair. It's like a no. He's like a holding a device. No, it's 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 a tube, but it's got Sonic's hair strand in it. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that until now. Right. Um, but yeah, so I have a feeling he's like trying to figure out how to like transport himself over there, to like you know chase after Sonic, and it like changes him. <laughs> yeah, that that seems interesting. I'll give it that. Yeah. Yeah. 
But his robots are generic, you know, no motobugs. But they'll probably get crazier um, if we get a sequel or not. Yeah, they're very much like the things that you spin dash in Sonic Adventure. Per, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, sorry, Sonic, not, uh, Sonic, uh, Sonic, Sonic 06. No. Sonic... Yes, yeah, so I think I think it's Sonic Adventure. Oh, six and Heroes had like generic robots. It might have been Heroes. Okay, so for gen- for generic uh, things like this, because we've seen stuff like this in the early two thousands, mid two thousands. There's always mm-hmm. a love interest. Does Sonic get a love interest in this? I swear to God, no, no. Because, James no, Marsden will get made... a love interest. Okay, yeah, James Marsden will get a love interest because they made they they did the impossible. They make Sonic unfuckable to the fairy community, but really? they're working on fixing that. That's a great transition. I want to high five for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Jeff Fowler, uh, the director, or no, not the director, the one of the graphic design artists for uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. He came out with a tweet. Said, "Thank you for the support and criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design, and you want changes. It's going to happen. What a change! Like a year, dude. And Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be." Sonic hashtag Sonic movie hashtag gotta fix fast. Um, which by the way, I would like. I I imagine he had sent tweet and he turns around and all the graphic designers on the movie turn on like, dude, what the fuck? Now we have to work like crunch for like the next eight. Months. Delay the movie, <laughs> fucking delay the movie. If you're gonna do that, you better fucking delay the movie. I swear to God. I think they could do minor changes and it would be fine. Because really, all they like, I've seen some of the fan edits, they're not huge. And considering a lot of like Sonic won't be shown through, like, you know, won't be full body shots all the time, any kind of minor changes to like his dimensions and stuff wouldn't be seen that often. It'd be mostly in the face that they'd have to really focus on. And that's just fixing the mouth, making it less creepy and, and human looking. And making the eyes a little bit bigger and more expressive. You don't do the one eye thing. That wouldn't work in live action. It would look weird. But you just do more like... He's already looking weird! You might as well make... He already looks weird without it. You might as well give him the one eye thing. I mean, yeah, sure. But you you make a more pronounced brow. Like, kind of make it look like it could, you know, peel up and be the, the Cyclops eye, like people joke about. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And like, have it, like... Sonic is a Cyclops. Leave, yeah, leave a little bar at the bottom where you can't see it. Yeah. But it's there. Right. A more pronounced brow with, like, kind of a, you know, a ridge to it. And then, like, sharper eyes, so they're not so round and chibi. Like, pull a reverse Alita Battle Angel and make the eyes bigger. <laughs> Can I also say that uh, uh, one of the concept artists from uh, Detective Pikachu replied to this tweet. says, hey, wow, this is huge. I was a concept artist on Detective Pikachu, and I'm a lifelong Sonic fan. Oh, yeah. Can we talk? So. Yeah, that'd be cool. (laughs) Isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, there's it's not going to, like, it's, I mean, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu looks amazing. Yeah. And Sonic just looks like trash. Which is fitting, because most of Sonic's games are trash, so this is nothing new. Yeah. I don't know. But the thing is, I hate... The argument that I hated this week is like, but it's a kid's movie. I'm like, that's not a defense. Like, you can write a smart kid's movie that's like all ages, and all ages literally means all ages, and not just, you know, the the degenerate humor for a five-year-old who likes stupid shit. I will say, Ben Schwartz is uh, also... I like his voice. Yeah, he's great. Like, I forgot to mention that. He didn't seem like... 
yeah like i could like yeah i could hear him like when he's like gotta go fast and you know is that all you got like that's he has the dude mm-hmm. you know for sure and he's got um, the, the comedic timing too yeah that too although the, like you know the only thing that kills it is the is the face um and that's not his fault though right he but, did the uh, voice acting probably months ago before they even had nailed down a design yeah can I just say that the one thing that immediately jumped out to me when I watched the trailer was the song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, for some reason, that you know what would have been cool, and this is how you like, they if, got if it was you know what would be, you know be cool if they put Coolio what? in it. No, yeah. like listen, Gangster Paradise <laughs> is a great song. It is it's a great it's song, a fantastic song. It just it doesn't fit. I mean, like <laughs> I like if you wanted to channel the nineties, right? I get it, but like. They could have done like a remix, like a cool instrumental remix to like Green Hill Zone or Emerald Hill Zone. The two, like, because nobody cares about Angel Isles and Sonic Three. They just don't. Not as much as the other two. They could have done that, but no. <laughs> they could, they could have, they could have done so many things. Well, you don't think but, so, cause, you don't cause, think Sonic is a gangster? No, I mean, no, he's not. He's a fucking furry. Um, at least this version looks like he's a furry who got lost and got speed powers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a documentary about a furry at a con got lost. Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, this movie was never a Sonic movie to begin with, and it was a script somewhere somebody had, and some producer was like, "Well, we got to put something in a November slot. What do we got?" And they picked it out, and then somebody's like, "Well, this is never gonna sell. Nobody's gonna fucking buy this freakish thing." And some other executive was like, "Hey, we got the movie rights to Sonic the Hedgehog." Let's put that in there, and then they just adapted it that way. Justin, what was the what was the movie that you talked about in the Discord? Uh, it looks like Hop, uh, I think it was Hop Two. You said, "Oh, yeah. yeah." I saw I saw a comparison picture. I think on Reddit <laughs> of like Sonic in the car with James Marston, yeah. and then below that was Hop in the car with James Marston. <laughs> <laughs> this was a Hop sequel. They just re- removed Hop and played all right. of Sonic. <laughs> all right. So, one last fun news story to go out on is the Razor Toaster is going to be a real thing. Did you guys ever hear about this, the Razor Toaster? No. no? I thought you were joking. No, this is real. Uh, so, Razor CEO Min Lang uh, Tan cave to fans' wishes after years of toaster hopefuls asking him about it every time he posted on Facebook. I'm going to put together my team of designers and engineers. It'll take a few years, but I'm sure to share the progress at Tan. And I guess this all came about with like uh, like a Facebook meme. This announcement came soon after the Facebook group Give Us Razor Toaster reached over a million likes. Uh, and this is over or over forty five thousand likes and twelve tattoos. I don't understand what the hell that is at the I time of the writing. But yeah, this is going to be a real thing. Uh, it's not an April Fool's gag because it's way, it's April 29th was when he last posted about it. So it's going to be a real thing with like LED lights. It just seems like a waste of money. I don't, why make this? Because <laughs> you want to have uh, LED lights on your toaster. I mean, you could just go oh. to Walmart and buy like an LED strip that costs less than that. Okay, so back to the, the tattoo thing. Apparently people, like, this was a a thing called Project Breadwinner. And apparently, like, when it was still, like, in the concept phase and stuff, people were literally getting tattoos of the Razor Toaster. Oh. (laughs) 
So 12 people got tattoos of the Razor Toaster, which each one was equivalent to uh, 100,000 likes. Okay. So that means, like, between the 44,000 likes and the 12 uh, Razor tattoos, it brought it over a million. Which isn't even good math. No, it's not. Because... Really, only 44,012 people actually liked it, but 12 people liked it enough to get a tattoo of it on their stupid, stupid bodies. <laughs> so, I guess that's, that's not where a all, million. I guess that's where all the, the get the bread memes came from. Uh, I, there's a lot of that stuff in Destiny. If, oh, really? Uh, people post on Twitter, it's like, I got my bread, and it's like a, a gun that's like hard to get. <laughs> So that all came from the stupid razor toaster. I mean, I yeah. don't like that phrase anyway. But now I like. No, I mean, like, I mean, the phrase of "let's get this bread." Like, it's it's been around forever, ever since like the Dark Ages with plague mask. That's the thing. Get, we gotta get this bread from the commoners. Hmm. Let's let's feed them cake. You know, Marie Antoinette style. Mike in our chat says some people have more money than sense. That's true. Ha uh, sense. Ha 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 ha. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Justin, where can the people find your stuff? Uh, they can find me if they look for Zero Score on YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, uh, Instagram. <laughs> I joked that I have to delete my Instagram because my wife found it and followed me. Um, oh, no. But it's fine. I don't have anything incriminating on there. I just <laughs> didn't know she still used it, so I didn't bother to, like, you know, say anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <clears throat> And Ben. Uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash where I really don't tweet that much because I deleted Twitter from my phone and I have it back on my phone, but I am too lazy to reset my password, so yay? Yeah, you broke Help. your Twitter addiction. Yeah, well, not really because when I get home, I just look at it like crazy. Uh, yeah. so. Um, so it's not not really. I'm just not looking at it on my phone. Um, but uh, but when I do tweet, you know, it's no, it's probably just retweet of like anime titty art and memes because uh, I can't have an original thought to save my life. But it's there if you want it. I might post something like, you know, because whenever I like I like I post something, nobody gets it, nobody responds. Y'all do, y'all, and I love y'all for that. I retweet anime art, I get retweets. I'm like, okay, I see, what, I understand what my audience wants. It's perfectly fine. I'm not loved. Anyways, twitter.com slash marvelsiggy for self deprecation. Anime titties and food. To be clear, I'm That's pretty sure original thought is punished on Twitter these days. Because it feels like no one engages in anything anymore, unless it's controversial. Yeah. Controversy sells, makes... What, what is that book called by Eric Bischoff? Con- Thomas, Controversy Makes Cash? It makes money, something like that. Yeah. 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 Art of the oh, Deal? Wrestling reference. By Donald Trump? No, this is, this is a better book, I think. <laughs> I, I don't read any of Eric's stuff. I don't... Listen to Eric's podcasts. I, I thought. Well, no, because he's a flat earther. I think isn't he? Is he for real? No, no, no. I don't think he is. I'm. Just, he just okay. Let me just say this. When I look at Eric Bischoff, he probably not is. He looks like a conspiracy theorist, dude. He just looks like he's one. Like, come on. I've seen him recently. He seems like he's chilled out, but still has a chip on his shoulder. Which is like, dude, it's, it's been twenty years. Let it go. He's more chilled out than Vince Russo. You gotta give him that. That's true. Vince, Vince never left. <laughs> yeah, that's very much true. All right. Uh, let's get off the show. You can find me on uh, Twitter, CSG Thomas. You can also find us at chargeshot.com for videos and audios, written stuff every now and then. 
Uh, I'll be coming back next week with Box Boy plus Box Girl. We'll talk about that. And until then, guys, enjoy your games. Godzilla! <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs>